I say, I say, I say, I do declare there has been a murder inside of the Avengers Tower. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know where you were going with that, and I'm like, Grant turned into Foghorn Leghorn so fast we didn't even notice. <laughs> I feel like Foghorn Leghorn might have been a, a, a Southern gentleman solving a murder mystery. <laughs> I'd watch that show. I'm not going to lie. I would watch that show. What if, what if Foghorn Leghorn was a crime solver? <laughs> it, it fits perfectly. Um, yeah. Hey, folks. Welcome to uh, MCU Podcast. MCU Pod, your Marvel Cinematic Universe companion podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Grant. Alongside me is my co-hosts, including Randy Lander of um, of the TV Dudes and the GI Joe podcast. And I, I was telling Grant before we did this that this is the fifth podcast I recorded in five days this week. It's a little ridiculous. So many, man! You're like putting Paul <laughs> F. Tompkins to shame. That's right. I will. I'm coming for you, Paul F. Tompkins. Hey, go ahead and list all of them. What do you got? What do you got? Uh, the other half of GI Joe podcast. Okay. Um, Roguecast, which is my uh, podcast over at the store. Um, TV Dudes, of course. Um, Loose Cannon, which is the comics podcast I do once a month with uh, Martin Thomas and Bo Paul and Jason Murphy. And then this uh, this podcast here, the MCU pod. Five podcasts. Wow. Five podcasts. That's, that's not enough. You need to attack on two more. Yeah, yeah. I could probably, I can talk about what, I don't have any foodie podcasts. I could probably find a food podcast to be on. Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, and we're and we're joined once again by our buddy Will Cardini, artist extraordinaire. And uh, how many podcasts are you doing right now? This is my only podcast. I'm dedicated to you, Grant. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It's unlike unlike this cheating bastard over here, <laughs> <laughs> um, folks. We are talking about the third episode of What If over on uh, Disney Plus, uh, Marvel's animated series. And the third episode is called What If the World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes? Um, before we jump into discussing all of that, I want to say, hey, welcome. If you guys are doing tuning in for the very first time, we do uh, live reviews over on YouTube. You can join us at youtube.com slash MCU pod. And you can actually just go ahead and put comments in while we are discussing and reviewing. We like you guys joining in live and you can say stuff like... Um, Grant, keep the beard makes you look mysterious from Nicole Jackson. And unfortunately, I did just shave because uh, I did a video shoot with uh, some friends of ours and I shaved down to just a mustache. And then it was it's a bit much. It's Grant, bit why, much why, can't, why can't you let the mystery be? I couldn't let the mystery be because the police were not going to let me take my kids to the playground. <laughs> <laughs> I look too creepy. <laughs> um. But uh, we appreciate you guys engaging with us uh, live on here. You can also check us out. We have a podcast. Um, you can listen to us just over there. If you want to listen to that on Spotify or over on Apple, you can also help support us by giving us a five-star rating, writing a little review, telling your friends, of course. You can also help us out over at patreon.com slash pod, where you can make a per-month pledge. Give us one, two, four, five, eight, twelve, fifteen, a million dollars if you want per month. Um Jeff Bezos, if you're listening, <laughs> give us your money, you you fucking dummy. <laughs> He's listening to everything all the time. He is. The truth. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> no scruples. Um, all right. Well, I, I think that's enough of, of that. Uh, we have one other thing to note before we go into this episode, and that is that 
Yes, Nicole Jackson. We're going to talk about that Spider-Man trailer. Hells yeah. Because we just made Will watch it real quick so that uh, he's not being spoiled. And if you guys haven't checked it out, um, maybe walk away from the computer for a minute and then come right back and we, we will be done talking about it. But damn, that trailer came out. And what'd you guys think? Randy? Loved it. I, uh, I'm... I have warmed up to the MCU Spider-Man. I, I didn't love the first one at first. I've grown to love it since. Uh, I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. It's a very different Spidey that they do in the MCU, but it actually totally fits in the MCU. And I, after he became part of the Avengers movies and stuff, I just completely fell in love with the character. So uh, I'm super excited. And then to see that they're doing the multiverse thing and maybe touching on some of their Spidey movies, I'm I'm super excited to see what they're doing. Right. Will, you just watched it. Super fresh in your mind. What are you thinking? I really dig Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I think he does a great job uh, really giving that like youthful exuberance of Peter Parker because that's definitely like my favorite Peter Parker is like teenage Peter Parker. Uh, And I'm a little disappointed that they're going with the whole multiverse thing. And it's not, you know, I know, I mean, the whole way the MCU is going, right? They were going to go there. Right. And there's so many different Spider-Man like it makes sense. But at the same time, you know, as I mentioned before, we already had Enter the Spider-Verse. So it just feels like a little like, oh, they're taken from what they did before. I mean, I know it wasn't Disney who did it. And yet still, I want to see something fresh. I always want something fresh. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm I'm a mixed bag on this one as well. In that regard, I agree with you. But at the same time, there there are some very curious and interesting things going on in this trailer that, I mean, Doctor Strange seems like not Doctor Strange. Didn't didn't you guys get this kind of impression? Like him, like winking at uh, Peter after saying, yeah, I'm not going to do that spell to Wong and then going ahead and doing it. And then later, like maybe fighting Peter on the train and like what's going on with him? People pointed out that he's wearing the eye of Agamotto after that thing was seemingly crushed by Thanos. There's like some weird things going on with Doctor Strange. Let me nip this in the bud right here. Okay. And I'm willing to be, I'm just willing, I'm I'm very willing to put this out here. Are you about to tell me he's a boat? (laughs) It's not Mephisto. Mephisto was the boat. It is not a variant Doctor Strange. Here is what is going on and I I am so sure of this. Okay. It's Doctor Strange. He, He's just he was, an arrogant bastard. When, when he was with, when, when if you go back to the first movie, when Wong was telling him, "Hey, don't those, don't don't touch those books," he stole the books right underneath, underneath Wong. He is not a guy who listens to Wong. We know this. Okay. And and we've we've seen him be this sort of serious guy, but he was always kind of an arrogant bastard and kind of a kind of a jerk. If you go back to the, the first movie, this is very much in line with the Doctor Strange that we know. I mean, it's true when you think back to like Infinity War. Wong specifically asked for a tuna melt, and you knew that. He's not getting that tuna melt. Strange was about to give him a BLT. It's just like, fuck off! I'm getting you a BLT. That's right. You don't have any money. You you get what I bring you. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> they had a special sell on egg sandwiches. <laughs> That's what you're getting, buddy. Um, yeah, I think uh, there's also some scenes. You know, obviously the the big reveals are that it looks like we have Electro, which I guess would be Jamie Foxx's Electro. Because there's lightning strikes going on throughout the yeah. trailer. There's a sandstorm, so maybe we're getting um, Thomas Hayden Christensen's uh, Sandman, mm-hmm. and then we of course see Alfred Molina um, for for Doc Ock at the very yeah. end. 
and you hear the laugh and see the pumpkin bomb for uh, their version of Green Goblin. Yep. So Willem Dafoe, and that's four already, you know, and we've had plenty of other ones um, of other characters introduced for them to do Sinister Six in this. If we want to bring up Michael Keaton back or um, Scorpion. Scorpion from Breakout of Jail. Yeah, whoever. So there's there's room for us to have the Sinister Six going yep. on. Mm-hmm. People have been looking at that trailer and also trying to kind of pick apart whether or not it looks like, um, you know, trailers lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And trailers are for marketing and misleading you with a story. And Marvel, Marvel has previously shown Hulk um, in green, big green Hulk battling in the Infinity War in Wakanda. Right. That scene didn't actually exist because right. we know it's Hulkbuster and uh, Mark Ruffalo or, you know, Bruce Banner's inside of the Hulkbuster. So people are looking at um, Peter Parker on top of the hood of the car when he uh, the um, costume comes over him after he sees Doc Ock. Yep. And they think the cost, the outfit he's wearing actually looks a lot like what Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was wearing mm-hmm. in a lot of his movies. So there's speculation that they're just body swapping out and not doing the reveal that the other Spider-Men from the other movies are going to be in this. And just a lot of crazy theorizing going on. So I'm very excited for the potential of this. And it, and it certainly looks like the reason we have Spider-Man even in the Marvel universe is because Sony said, sure. But at the end of the trilogy, all of our stuff is canon too, because we're rolling our multiverse into you. Right. Yeah. And that's, this is the way to go. I mean, I'm, I'm very nervous about the Spider-Man multiverse being an MCU continuity because most of it's crap. I'm sorry. It's true. Most of it is crap. <laughs> Nicole says, it wasn't Doctor Strange, maybe a Loki variant. Okay. Ooh. There's something weird going on there. Look, I I the Raimi Spider-Man is fun. Spider-Man 2 is is very good. It is not my particular cup of tea, but it is it's very good. Spider-Man 3 is terrible. I haven't seen it. I shouldn't say that, but by all accounts, terrible. Amazing Spider-Man was not very good. Amazing Spider-Man 2 was supposedly really, really bad. So the the ratio of good to bad, and, and don't even get me started on Venom. I don't want that stuff in continuity with Marvel. So if they're able to do a way where it's basically like, yeah, it's in continuity, but it's a multiverse. It's like another planet Ish. off the side. That is the perfect way yeah. to do all this. Like Agents wow. of S.H.I.E.L.D. is really a part. Yeah, yeah. You you didn't like Venom? You're just blowing my mind right now. Uh, I don't like Venom in general. So he doesn't you don't like, like Venom in general? I don't Randy, like Venom. I don't you know, like Deadpool either. I don't no, either one. Okay, well, I don't like Deadpool either, but like I... Throughout this podcast, I've learned so many things about you, and I feel like we're both like super into Marvel stuff, yeah. But like the completely opposite ends of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Venom. I mean, don't get me wrong. Venom's a great look, and he made a good villain for Spidey. But once they made the Lethal Protector, I lost all interest. Mm. That's it. Fun, Randy. That said, Will Morris. Will I Morris do think is right. Donny Cates's run on uh, on Venom has been really, really good. And I understand I'm the only person in my, well, the only person in the management of my comic shop who doesn't enjoy Venom on some kind of campy level. Just not for me. Okay. Um, one other thing to note is that uh, Shang-Chi came out this weekend. Uh, it's in the theaters, right? No, next weekend. Next weekend. Next weekend? Yes. Oh. You jumped the gun. Let's <sighs> jump on the gun. All right. All right. Well, uh, it comes out next weekend. So um, keep that on your radar. I guess I won't be seeing it this week. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, of of some note, I noticed when I was watching Disney Plus earlier, I'm going through the Marvel movies with my son for the first time. Uh, they have put up the one shot of uh, the Mandarin 
Mm. I saw uh, that today, which which ties into Shang Chi, which is interesting because they're they're starting to reference the one shots in uh, in the continuity. They're starting to reference them in the what ifs, like so, All Hail the King. Is that what like it was? All, all Hail the King. That's up as a one shot now. The Peggy Carter one should be up. I haven't looked for it, but it should be up because it's referenced in the first episode of What If. And I feel like, I feel like it was referenced in this. There was one of the one shots was referenced. Oh, the coffee one shot with Coulson is referenced in this episode of What If. But we'll get oh, to that. right, right. Yeah, yeah. That that's kind of cool. Um, them adding that to the to the stuff you can watch. No yeah. Spider Man though. Um, no, because Tony's being little bastards about that. <laughs> Let us have our Spider Man movies on Disney Plus. And, the tricks. And- Am I wrong? Is Hulk, the Universal Hulk, is not on here either, right? Uh, no, you're right. Because, because that is also directly referenced in this in this what if. So they're, it's in continuity, and it's always been in continuity, but they very, very, very formally put it in continuity with what if, uh, but it's still not available on Disney+. Plus. So, yeah. Well, speaking of that, let's go ahead and jump in, dive in, um, cannonball in <laughs> to our discussion of this week's episode, episode three of what if entitled what if the world lost its mightiest heroes is directed by Brian Andrews once again. And it was written by AC Bradley and Matthew Chauncey. And the, um, the synopsis for this episode, according to IMDb is Nick Fury struggles to launch the Avengers when candidates are targeted by a serial killer. (laughs) All right. Uh, As usual, we start every a review with a little bit of snap judgments. All right. I'm putting a call out to everyone in our chat to give us their snap judgments. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go ahead and start with Will. Will, what did you think of this episode? I got to say, so I kind of panned the first episode and I wasn't here last week. I, I like this that episode two better, I think, because I'm a sucker for cosmic Marvel stuff. Uh, and this episode uh, kind of like middling, like I enjoyed it, but the animation still creeping me out. And I feel like it's still like heavily relied on, you know, having like, a fresh memory of the other movies and stuff. And right. I, I don't spend a lot of time rewatching the, the Marvel stuff just because for whatever reason. So it, I'm always like, okay, wait, so is this a scene from the movie? And it just kind of like takes me out of it. You know what I mean? I, I kept thinking like, okay, I don't think this happened in the movie and it's a new scene and trying to like figure out how it was all patched together. It like kind of distracted me, but I did think there was some cool stuff in it, especially Hulk exploding like Tetsuo from Akira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was nuts. Uh, Randy, what do you think? Um, yeah, uh, to, to Will's point, actually, I do think what if a friend of mine made this point that basically what if is the first show we've seen that you have to basically have a you have to watch a ton of other shows and movies before you can really understand it. Mm. And I I do rewatch the movies a lot. I've I've know most of them pretty well, so that is that is a bonus for me I'm, I'm totally gut down with that i thought as a i thought doing a murder mystery on uh, what if was really interesting i don't even think they've done this in the comics this is a very interesting story and, and very totally different from the other two um i was misled because i actually thought i thought it was loki the whole time 
and I was sort of prepping. I was like, oh, Loki, Loki somehow knows about the Avengers. He's taken him out before they become a threat. And so I didn't see the actual reveal coming because I was so sure it was going to be Loki until he showed up with an army. I'm like, oh, wait, maybe it's not Loki. Right. <laughs> and so, I mean, like Hydra also seemed like a good option. Yeah. So I um, I really like this. I uh, I thought it's I do think it's the least of the three that we've seen as, as far as like favorites. I would rank I'd go in order one, two, three. Uh, but I really enjoyed this. And I thought Lake Bell did a killer job at, in her ScarJo impression. That was actually really good. Uh, Will, what would you rank these? Yeah, I I do two, maybe two, one, three. I'm not sure. I I feel like one and three are kind of about equal in my mind. Maybe three a little bit more. Yeah, I you know for my snap judgment, uh, first off, my ranking would be uh, the same as you will two one three. Um, this was my least favorite thus far, but I think a lot of my issues with this are kind of similar to my issues with the first episode in that um, the plot seems really rushed for, you know, the ambition of what they're doing. It's hard for me to um, invest in this murder mystery when people are getting murdered every uh, two and a half minutes, <laughs> I yeah. guess just to, they, they have to wrap it all up in about 30 minutes. And, and so it kind of undercuts itself. And it's able to operate that way because, like you said, Randy, we're so familiar and so engrossed in, in, in this world. But what does that do for people that aren't watching two to three Marvel movies on repeat a week? Like, well, that, <laughs> it's got to be bewildering. It's got to be just bewildering to watch if you're not familiar with the universe to that degree. Uh, yeah, but that, that said, I did enjoy the reveal of Hank Pym, um, mm-hmm. him being unhinged and crazy already tracks with the version that we get in our universe where he's he's cantankerous and bitter and you could see a, a little snap of him losing his daughter and him going off the deep end like that so i felt it um him also being uh cunning enough that he knows how to take down everyone and to a certain extent was um it was fun it, it, he you you kind of go back and respect the guy to a different degree like oh shit you are a powerful um mm-hmm. character if you can take down the hulk like that and also the the, the way they took down hulk very yeah. creative i thought yeah um let's let, let's hit on a few other snap judgments here will morris says this week's episode was cool great fun but hank kim hank pym killing the hulk was weird <laughs> what did you guys think of that uh, it it was I, I think Will nailed it. It's like Tetsuo. It's such a weirdly dark. I mean, yes, they were murdering all the Avengers, but having him explode while Betty watches, man, that is messed up. It was dark. Very I was dark. I, I was hoping Lots for the scene green. where we would see like pieces of him all over. Everybody. Oh, but I guess it, it was like gross, but not gory. It's like yeah. kind of like he was like slime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Poof, like a big balloon, and I uh, just had a little bunch of balloon flakes. I was like, "Was there anything in the inside?" <laughs> um, uh, I, I will say, as I was just watching Ant Man, I'm, I'm, I was like I said, I was watching with my son. Uh, they really do point out at the, from the outset that Ant Man was really dangerous. That that his his technology, the ability to shrink and that kind of thing. That that Hank Pym was extremely dangerous, and um, we don't really see that because we only see him as a cantankerous old man, but that tech is supposed to be dangerous. And it's only because it's in the hand of like goofball Scott Lang that it's not like, uh, you know, if you hand it off to a trained assassin, it would be really, a really deadly technology. So having it be like the, the center of a serial killer plot kind of makes sense. It's also, uh, I don't know if there's a direct nod, 
but DC did a, a book called Identity Crisis, where basically the Adams tech was used uh, to do a murder, and it was a superhero murder mystery. Uh, it's a pretty awful comic, in my opinion. This is a much better version of that story. I also gotta say, um, the the first murder being Tony Stark, where uh-huh. where Black Widow just comes up and like, I'm just gonna inject you with this, and you're welcome, and then he yep. dies from dies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just like, yeah, you should ask someone before you just inject them with something to help them. <laughs> you didn't have to do it that way. And then the dude dies. <laughs> well, it worked out fine in our universe. In the prime universe, he's just fine. So He's fine. Know. But still. I um, I also Confess. thought um, that speaking of the, the Black Widow and the, and the injection, all that kind of stuff, um, I really liked that uh, we got to see the early Iron Man 2 stuff again. I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, Kern says, uh, this conveyed the spirit of some of my favorite dark. What if comics, a serial killer stalking the screens of Disney plus wasn't an area. I was sure they would go. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, one of the, the darker in tone, you know, there was this, there was this tweet. Uh, I want to say it was a tweet that went viral this week about some some dc fan was like you know what if the joker had had been in the marvel universe you know they would just tear stuff up and someone else like responded and be like uh punisher would kill them within minutes yeah i saw that (laughs) i I saw that reaction like no one in marvel (laughs) seems to have a problem with killing anyone the only person the only reason joker's alive is because batman keeps them alive and no one else will mess with batman But uh, yeah, everyone's like, like people kill each other and Captain America has a big body count in yeah. the Marvel Universe. So them them handling, you know, a serial killer is cool. It's, it's just like totally, obviously a deviation from what they normally cover in the show. So very fun that they they went in that direction. I mean, once again, this this is kind of where my my gripe, though, comes in, because it it's it's a lot of interesting story and structure. Um but for you to invest in the mystery of it, I think you need a little bit more time to kind of sit with it and sit with the ramifications. Whereas when they have it sliced into each day um, happening in quick succession like that, it, it undercuts itself. I think. Do you figure that the big, the big Wednesday, Thursday, was that a nod to infinity war? They've done, they've done the big titles. Like the Russos always did that. Right. I was trying to figure if that was a nod to anything in particular. I thought maybe uh, Thursday might have been like Thor's day, like a reference to Thor. Yeah, um, but I mean, I mean, just using like but, those big title cards and stuff. Is that 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 language seemed seemed familiar to me? And I don't know if it's something I'd seen elsewhere. It's very much a Russo thing, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were doing uh, that in their films. I do think one of the things I liked about this was a chance to get to see some of the Shield guys. I like seeing getting to see Nick Fury and Black Widow and Coulson be sort of the leads of this whole piece. I, I was really, I got, I was. I'm glad that they finally figured out how to use Black Widow. Now they don't have Scarlett Johansson anymore. They they finally have they finally figured out how to use the character, and now they can't use the character anymore. Right. <laughs> um. Do you guys think that that would effectively kill Hulk? I mean, yes. I, this is more of like a a comics. Hey, I can't die. Yeah. Kind of thing. Can you just enlarge his heart, or would his whole body have just enlarged and made <laughs> more it- dangerous Hulk otherwise? I thought his whole body, it was like his head wasn't shrinking, but the rest of his head stayed the same size, but the rest of him, was it specifically his heart? Like I did not get that impression. It looked like he went into his body and he threw a, a enlarging disc at his heart. 
Yeah, his his oh, okay. his, 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 his heart exploded basically. It it's a little dodgy, but if you're gonna have Ant Man kill the kill the Hulk, I don't know how else you do it unless you go the Thanos route that everybody wants to see, and Disney's just not gonna do that. Explode but, his butt. Yeah, they're not gonna have him explode his butt. It's they were so close happen. to that. They were. Yeah, this is as close as we're probably gonna get. <laughs> what a missed opportunity. I did see somebody somebody posted up a what if of like Ant Man flying at Thanos's butt, and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> oh yeah. That that's never go- that's never going away. It it felt like um you know we, we see at the end that Nick Fury like goes toe to toe with Ant-Man who seemingly had kind of adopted the uniform of yellow jacket is that what yeah. he was doing? Yeah. He became that, yellow jacket. That makes sense in a way because it's um in the same way that the second episode had a lot of stuff where it's like you just had to like follow a lot of threads to how somebody got to where they are. That's a pretty common what if thing. It's like, Oh, don't think too hard about why uh, Dr. Strange is in the Iron Man armor. It's just, we want to do that. Don't worry. Don't worry too much about it. But uh, yellow jacket was Hank Pym's identity in the comics. So it's trying to make sense. It would be his identity. And it was his, like basically his evil identity. So it kind of makes sense that, that they would use that. Um, I think it was mostly a way to indicate visually very quickly that, Oh, he's, he's a bad guy here. Did you guys think that it was um, Loki right away? Uh, I picked up it pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. How much of that was even Nick Fury at all? Was it all lo- Loki? It, it was always Loki. It was yeah. Always Loki. I, I, I went back and rewatched the episode, and you see a lot of his dialogue is kind of like, oh, I didn't know that um, Hope's mother, Jana Van Dyne, was also uh, a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And then he starts saying some other stuff that he's like clearly clueless. He's like, actually, I don't really care about any of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> especially when he's when he's there and he the thing when you know it later, when he says, so you killed him because you can. Right. That's when that's when Loki was like, yeah, you killed my brother and it wasn't even part of your plan. Mm. I love that. I love that Loki's motivation was basically that his brother was murdered by mortals. Like he was going to murder thor at this point in time like he was totally down with murdering thor uh but it, he don't want anybody else to do it do you I do think oh, yeah, God. i had almost more of a problem with thor dying that way than hulk dying that way but he was mortal at this point he didn't that was that was the kind of the whole point of the the original thor movie is that oh my gosh see i don't remember that yeah what his odin turned him mortal and sent him down to earth like yeah he was a jacked up strong mortal but he was mortal until the hammer came back to him. Okay. All right. He he was stripped of his powers. Does that, yeah. that also mean his uh his long span of life? Well, yeah, do you remember in, in Thor, the original Thor movie, the destroyer armor kills him? Like he is basically almost dead, and then the hammer comes and basically resurrects him. But definitely the, the implication was that in that form he was vulnerable to being killed. Hmm. I I thought that was a pretty good um, twist on it. That and then seeing Hawkeye's just kind of bewilderment and, yeah. and grief. He's like, I never, I yeah. never let go. Like, how yeah. how could that have happened? Yeah. And and the whole answer to all these things being that Ant Man could just quickly spring his fingers and and stuff like that. It's is it was a lot of um, great creativity that did thread through a lot of the. Um, the characters and i also love that all of those plot points were supposed to happen within the same week the idea that hulk mm-hmm. was hulking out at the same time as iron man was um 
going on a donut bender and uh, <laughs> and um yeah i guess uh thor was making his way down to earth yeah. it, it reminded me of like infinity war or i guess Endgame, where they're like oh wait if we go to the right date we can have three of the the infinity stones all in new york at the same time i will say having just thought as you were talking about it the continuity doesn't quite line up uh because that fight with the 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 army and hulk that that took place like that camp that that map the campus where they are at that whole fight that took place in hulk in the movie like it's a it's a visual reference to that movie right and that takes place simultaneously with iron man one we know this because of tony stark showing up at the end of iron man of hulk so they did tweak the continuity a little bit um you think they they tweaked it for this what if i think i think they did and again you can make you can make the excuse of oh it you know things changed uh butterfly effect whatever but yeah yeah yeah. yeah. hulk hulk took a um he took a sabbatical for a year before he decided to do that yeah exactly cambridge or wherever he was um what's the difference between this and the main continuity that hope van dyne became a shield agent yes and that's i thought that was really interesting that basically and to not give away the the secret they couldn't do like what because we thought uh when you first see it you think oh it's this is a universe where tony stark died and it's not what if Tony Stark died, and they can't do the what the clearly the divergence point was Hope was a Shield agent she got killed, mm-hmm. but you can't call this what if Hope was a Shield agent who died because then you give away the entire plot. <laughs> so I thought the way giving them the what if of uh, what if Earth's Mightiest Heroes were targeted or whatever was it was a good way to do it. So, what do you think of of Hope being recruited like that? Do you think that that kind of makes sense and fits? does because she because we know that they they you know they wanted hank not to leave so it would kind of make sense for them to go after his daughter you know someone if if the divergence point was basically just that howard stark didn't you know have the respect for him or something like that like there, you could you could definitely make a make a case for her being recruited as an operative right um yeah i mean i think uh how did this end? This ended ultimately with like Loki taking over the UN, right? So yes. Loki, Loki takes over the world, which is what would have happened without the Avengers. I, I like that. He's like, mm, I think I'll probably stay a while. And yeah, <laughs> I, I loved that because I was watching, as I'm watching this, I'm like, yeah, this is fun. And it's, it's fun watching Loki work with Nick Fury, but Loki at this time point wants to conquer earth and there's nothing standing in his way. And so of course that's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> he naturally does it and yeah. i'm sure uh odin being like oh damn i really fucked up and sent my son down there and he got killed like dead. immediately yeah, uh, <laughs> i guess i didn't teach him a really good lesson there <laughs> uh he's probably like loki you do whatever you want buddy yeah <laughs> go ahead and conquer those people i i certainly have a lot of blood on my hands why not i this is another one i want to see a sequel to like i want to see what uh fury's avengers looks like is that is that Cap or is that Sharon Carter that he's that he's trying to recruit? Like I want to I want to see a sequel. I don't know if they'll do one, but I'd like to see the what the alternate Avengers going up against Loki, who's already conquered the Earth. What that story looks like? Oh, because he does he wipes off the shield. But you think maybe we were only seeing part of the shield, and it was. I, uh... I think it's possible it's Carter. If we did see what well, it did look like, Cap Shield didn't I think it? Those caps, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I also I'm glad that they made the reference to Captain Marvel in this. Like mm-hmm. when Loki is there and he doesn't have an Avengers, he does go for the pager. And I'm glad they made that reference. And I also liked that basically he didn't call her because it hints 
people have asked that question since Captain Marvel came out of like, wait a minute, an alien invasion wasn't enough for him to call Captain Marvel back? And now we see it's no, it was really for like the the biggest of emergencies. So he doesn't call her when he thinks he's got the Avengers to handle it. Uh, that and the misdirect of him hearing the word hope and thinking hope implied our last hope would be Captain Marvel for a yeah. second until he's like, oh, duh, that lady I got killed. Hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do think Widow probably would have been better off saying it's Hank Pym as opposed to hope. But, you know, she was in the middle of a fight. She probably got distracted. Yeah, I well, it was hope that logged into the computer. Yeah, and so that was what the the clue that she stumbled upon that she was yeah. trying to relay, right? Yeah, yeah. And I guess the word is is vague enough that it can be have a dual meaning for us yeah. for another beat. I saw some people online saying that they thought that this needed like ten more minutes to breathe. That the reveal of hope didn't have a lot of uh, meaning because we hadn't seen the character at all in this episode. Like the reveal of hope comes out of nowhere. But in thinking about it, I don't know how you introduce hope as a concept here without giving away the game. Yeah, I mean, this is once again a, an example of, um, you know, it's not a a murder mystery where we are the detective and we're following the clues as well because mm -hmm. they weren't really giving that clue to us. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and they're com compacting everything into 30 minutes. And so it's one of the small gripes about this thing it's it's really cool as a conceptual thought experiment that what they're doing here but uh, as far as storytelling i'm i'm a greedy little new <laughs> hog and i want more story i want more time for these to breathe <laughs> yeah i feel like that's my main gripe too besides the the animation is just they feel too rushed and this was the first one where i really was like i want to see what happens next like Definitely curious about like Captain Marvel leading an Avengers team. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I well these are shorter episodes, so I think that there's not necessarily as much for us to cover as when we do the longer ones. Um, so we don't necessarily have to uh, belabor the discussion here. Are there any closing thoughts you guys have about this or what you where you left off with this in your your view of the what if series overall? Is that uh, a weird question. I uh, <laughs> I I still really love the what if. I I love the what if concept, and so I've been having a blast with this. I'm super glad they're they're doing it. So I'm I'm excited to see what comes next. What about you, Will? Uh, I'm still kind of cautious about it. I'm not sure how I'm feeling about it, and. I think it'll really be by the end of the season when I'm like, that was worth my time or eh, I could leave it. <laughs> um, if you guys get a chance, not you two, you also, if you're welcome, you're welcome to, but you, the listeners, if you get a chance, if you go to our YouTube page, I did just recently put up an episode uh, or a little, a little mini discussion where I'm tackling the idea that what if, is actually a direct tie in to Avengers five. And it's a little theory post I put up and you can give that a, a view, give it your comments if you uh, agree or disagree. But um, yeah, there's just uh, another little, little fun thing I wanted to throw in there that there might be larger ramifications for what, what if is attempting here, um, especially as we see how this is tying into uh, the other movies and everything. So we'll see. One other little thing I really liked in this episode that uh, the shot of Uatu in the background while the car is driving across the desert. 
Yes. yes. Love that. That was cool. And he was in space too. Yeah. Or no, not in, in the sky, in a different Yeah. In the mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah the little the little bits, the little the little backdrops of seeing Watu there, I really like. It's Me it's too. super cool. Um it's got this eerie feel to it. Um yeah, definitely a fan. Uh, folks, we're going to go ahead and wrap everything up here, though, and we will be back next week, next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time here at YouTube.com slash MCU pod with our review of episode four of What If. We appreciate all of you coming and joining us to to listen in and to chime in over in the comments. Um, and I want to say thank you so much to Will and Randy for joining me this week. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I think had a blast. Thanks for having me. Um, I, I, uh, I guess if you get a chance, go ahead and check out Shang Chi uh, in the theaters. Um, maybe we'll discuss that uh, on Friday and just spoil everything for people who didn't have a chance to see that right away. <laughs> Why would you not go to the theater right now? It's perfectly. It's a great time to go see movies. Best time. Yep. I mean, could have been last year. <laughs> could have been really worse, I suppose. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thanks again, everyone. We will be back next week. And until then, MCU later.